From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Divisional Weekend 2020. Uh, we're recording this on Friday night, the 10th, the eve. Um, and Luke is joining us on the road in the great state of South Carolina. He wishes he was in San Francisco. You put your football heart in San Francisco, Luke. It sure is. I don't know if I wish I was there. I've never seen the Vikings win in person, so that's okay. I'd rather watch it from somewhere else than actually be there because that would probably be the kiss of death. What is your lifetime um, record? I think I'm 0-5. 0-5, okay. So the way that I size up this game is that the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. The 49ers are the most talented team that's out there and that they should that 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 you guys basically got by barely on luck a bad rule whatever you want to call it and that um you know there there was there are a bunch of different factors which helped them win over the Saints obviously um and that this will be the, the best test you have all year, the best test you have so far in these playoffs, and that the 49ers will beat you fairly comfortably. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go 42-3 again on you, but I think it'll be fairly comfortable, um, and you'll come out the other side on the wrong end. Where's your head at entering this game? Yeah, I don't know if it's because of last week's win. I feel more confident, and that's not to say that I think the Vikings are going to win, but I wasn't very confident going into last week's game against the Saints. I certainly feel more confident going into tomorrow's game. Uh, I do I do agree that I think the Niners uh, are the best team in the NFC and have been throughout this year. A little banged up, but able to get, the, it looks like, healthier. They may get a couple of guys back. We'll see tomorrow after this uh, this week off. And, and that's always interesting for me is that that bye week and certain teams handle it better than others. Kyle Shanahan historically has been pretty good off the bye. I mean, he's a good offensive coach, and when you give coaches an extra week to get ready, that, that's always concerning. Earlier this year, they won and scored over 30 points off their bye week. Last time when he had a bye in the playoffs was with the Falcons when they went to the Super Bowl and they beat the Seahawks and scored like 38 points, I think, that game. So uh, Shanahan's typically pretty good with the week off. The Niners may have got healthier. They were able to rest it off the travel. And for the Vikings with this quirky playoff schedule, you know, they played Sunday. The NFL usually avoids this, but, but because of the scheduling this year, uh, it's a short week, and they had to fly from New Orleans back to Minnesota, now out to San Francisco. Offensive coordinator did a job interview at Cleveland yesterday, so Thursday. So a lot going on this week, and, um, and, and, and that's a concern, along with the emotional win in New Orleans. The last time the Vikings beat the, the Saints in the playoffs and then had to go on the road afterwards, they lost by 31 in Philadelphia. You know, after that emotional win, they said they were going to try to avoid that this time. But but it's certainly a tough test going to San Francisco and doing so after a game like that last week, where you try to avoid a letdown. If you lose tomorrow, what what's your takeaway from this season? Is this season a failure, success? Um, I mean, it probably should be deemed a failure. But for whatever reason, it depends how they play tomorrow. If they hang in there and they lose, you know, by I don't know, say four, you know, it comes down to the end. They're right in there with the Niners. 
Uh, I would consider that a success. I don't know if it was because of my expectations going into the playoffs, but, you know, when I was talking, like, even with my family, uh, we were all excited and happy after they beat the Saints and all kind of agreed, and maybe it was because they beat the Saints and we don't really like that team, that, you know, just by beating New Orleans, that kind of made the season a success. And for Kirk Cousins to get that playoff win, um, I mean, they, they, they are the sixth seed here in the playoffs, and they got to go on the road and play all the toughest teams, so it's, it's a tough path. I think talent-wise, they're good enough to, to beat anybody and win a, a Super Bowl, but as a realistic Vikings fan, you know, that, that's, I don't know if that'll ever be the case. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird spot, but I feel like as long as they don't get blown out tomorrow or embarrassed, if they hang tough, I feel like that would be a success. And I don't know if I would have said that at the beginning of the year, um, but I don't know, just the way the season's transpired, I was really impressed and proud of the win last week, and, and hopefully they can uh, do it again or keep up with it uh, tomorrow against San Francisco. Now, what I do think... Uh, could be a blowout is Baltimore and Tennessee. This has all the writings of if Lamar Jackson and company come off this bye week in rhythm, strong, with the ability to run the ball, this this to me could be the blowout of the weekend. Yeah, my uh, my Vegas guy who I reference from time to time, this is his favorite game of the weekend, uh, taking the Ravens favorite by 10. He actually thinks that, uh, you know, his model says that they should be favored by 14. So uh, he thinks there's a big difference between these two teams. I-, I will say, though, that, you know, the Titans, since switching to Tannehill, have won 8 out of 11, obviously just won in New England last week. Not the same Patriots team, but still a good win to go in there in the playoffs. The thing with these two teams is they're relatively similar in the way that they like to play, and the Ravens' defense has seen the fourth fewest plays this year. The Titans' defense, not quite as good, but but they've seen the 12th fewest plays this year, meaning that there are two ball-control offenses. Um, so that's the thing that I think could keep it close, is that it may just be a keep-away game where both teams have lengthy possessions and not as many possessions, and the Ravens won't have the opportunity to run away from the Titans like maybe they should if the game opened up and turned into a bit of a track meet. Uh, we saw what the Patriots did last week where they didn't sack the box. They played with five defensive backs. They let the Titans run. That's why Derrick Henry had you know almost 200 yards, but the Titans only scored two touchdowns on offense. Because the, at a certain point, you got to make plays through the air, and, and when they try to, the Patriots shut them down. So I think the Ravens are going to do the, the same thing. Let them run between you know the 20s, uh, be a little more stingy around the goal line, and let Derrick Henry run the football all they want, but keep Tannehill from beating them. The Ravens have the six-best passing defense this year, and so the Titans will be able to possess the football. I don't know if we'll get enough touchdowns out of it, but I think it shortens the game, and that in itself will keep them in it. But yeah, the Ravens, I mean, you know, they, they've played as a much better team this year. For my money, Derrick Henry has to rush for over 175 and have at least two touchdowns. If he does not do that, they don't win this game. That, that's just my two cents on it. Um, all right. The intriguing game for me, we're going to skip the Kansas City game because that's the intriguing one. I think that the best bet of the weekend is the Packers at Lambeau, 640, cold at night against Seattle. Emotional win. Last week for 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 Seattle, um, you know, we now find find out that Josh McCown torn uh, towards hamstring, played through it, gutsy win. I just think that that the Packers right now, if Aaron Rodgers can find the rhythm early, which you always wonder after a bye week, I just feel like this is a team that can also not run away with it, but just be favorites from the start and continue on down the line. 
Yeah, this, I agree that this is certainly the most interesting game of the weekend, and I'll be fascinated to see how it plays out. Now, Russell Wilson, uh, statistically, you know, record-wise, is one of the best road quarterbacks in the league since he entered the league. Uh, Seahawks 7-1 on the road this year. Time zones have never been an issue for him. What will be intriguing, you mentioned the cold, and this may be getting a little too fine. This may be a situation where numbers can be, you know, a little deceiving or there's not a large enough sample size, but Russell Wilson, statistically in his career, is good in cold weather games until the weather drops below, uh, I think it's 27 degrees. Once it gets that cold, that's where the numbers do not get pretty for Russell Wilson. The quarterback rating is, is really low, uh, and so that seems to be the cutoff where he can play pretty well in some cold conditions he has in the past, um, but when it gets that cold down to about 25 degrees or into the team, that's where he really struggles, uh, including the last time that he played, if I remember correctly, the last time he played at Lambeau uh, where they lost, uh, I think they lost by something like 25, if I remember correctly, and he, he threw, uh, I think it was the five interception game, so uh, the weather could play a role in Russell Wilson, and that's huge because that's the whole Seahawks team. Uh, the defense isn't that great. They're, they're down their top three running backs. They're down a lineman. They're down a couple starters on defense. Russell Wilson's the guy, and he needs to play well. But these are two teams that played uh, the most one-possession games this year, so you know their, their style of offense is Similar to the Titans and Ravens, possess the football, uh, keep you know, play keep away, shorten the game, play low, tight scoring games, and uh, it may come down to Rodgers and Wilson duking it out in the end to see which one can make the big play in a close game. And if that's the case, it will be, be fascinating TV. Uh, I think it will be the, the closest matchup of the weekend. Really? All right. That is interesting because I believe the closest matchup of the weekend will be Texans-Chiefs. And I say that because I honestly believe... Luke, that this Andy Reid playoff thing is legit. And I think that you got to get your rhythm off a of bye. You think Mahomes is going to be healthier. You think Carlos Hyde will be, uh, sorry, you think um, Mr. Williams and Travis Kelsey will be healthier, but you don't know. Um, but I, I just feel like this Houston team, ton of momentum finally gets past the 430 Schneid. Um, I, I just feel like um, you've got some momentum there if you're Houston. And I think this could be a game that Kansas City loses. Interesting. Now, yeah, I mean, the Texans did win in Kansas City earlier this year, but that was way back in October, and the Chiefs defense has been certainly better since then. Um, but what Houston did that week, uh, and, and they copied it from um, – from it was originally the Lions, really, and then the Colts were the ones that really exposed Mahomes and the Chiefs. But it's uh, teams that play man defense have a lot more success against Mahomes, especially in terms of throws downfield. He's not nearly as good throwing it downfield against man defense. So see if the Texans do that again on Sunday to try to slow him down. It is true what you bring up about Andy Reid, and it's something that, I mean, it is discussed, but I feel like still not even as much as it, as it should be that. In the last decade alone, he's two and seven in the playoffs. Uh, usually, uh, you know, usually with home games and, and buys and in a good situation, they're usually not a wild card team going on the road. He's won two playoff games in a decade, despite being in the playoffs almost every year. Uh, not good enough. And now they have a buy. They're at home, bringing in Houston. Uh, you got to win this game. But um, I think on paper, it's a good matchup for the Chiefs because. Uh, the Texans that we saw last week, uh, uh, they're similar to the Seahawks where they're all just Deshaun Watson. And he was sacked seven times last week, and now he goes up against the Chiefs team that can get after the quarterback. They're second in the league in, in games with multiple sacks this year. And so that's the concern that Houston is just too 
reliant on Deshaun? Can they keep him upright against Kansas City? And then will they be able to slow down Mahomes enough where Watson can make enough plays to, to hang in it? They can't avoid. They, they have to avoid that slow first half like they suffered last week against Buffalo and last year when they lost in the playoffs as well. They were down three scores at halftime in both games. You do that in Kansas City, they're not going to come back. Three touchdowns from Deshaun Watson, 116 yards and a touchdown from Carlos Hyde in that matchup earlier this season. I forgot that they met way back on October 13th, but uh, you got that right. And uh, the line there was Kansas City three and a half. The line for tomorrow is... Whoops, that's on this tab, nine and a half, so... You can, can kind of see where Vegas is uh, looking on that front. All right, bonus here before we go. Um, Clemson, LSU, I think this is LSU big time. Uh, just wow. A, just a quick thought on how this game plays. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I think LSU wins. I think it, it's a bigger score in the end than the game was, but I think it's a high-scoring shootout game. What's your thought just quickly here? I like Clemson. Uh, I like Clemson in terms of betting. I like Clemson to win outright. Uh, all the money is coming in LSU. It's, it's ballooned the line to six. I'll take Clemson. Dabo's ten and one against the spread in bowl games and playoffs. But the game itself, uh, it was my the same concern I had with Ohio State is that LSU has not trailed in the final twenty minutes of the game this year. They've only trailed twice in the second half. They were both by one score at home. What happens if they have to play a close game down the stretch? Clemson. They've won close games. They've won playoff games before. Joe Burrow, his first playoff game, of course, was the last one against Oklahoma. So I give the uh, big favor in experience to Clemson. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, I think that favors them and leads the win, just like we saw against Ohio State where they were able to pull it out. Are there any games that you're going to watch golf during this weekend? Well, here's the tricky part. No, I won't be watching golf, but we have a, uh, a, we'll be tipping off tomorrow, Saturday, at uh, 7 o'clock. So I'll try to be multitasking, especially if that Vikings game is close heading to the fourth quarter. Ooh. Look at you, voice of the Citadel. Are you, are you, are you going to pull a Kevin Harlan and commentate two things at once? <laughs> oh, that was so good. He's the, he's the best in the biz. Uh, I, I would love to, to try to be like him, even if it's uh, calling Vikings games over the Citadel basketball game. <laughs> That was one of the more bizarre moments of this whole summer, uh, of, of this whole season. Wow, summer. Jeez. It was. But, Where's my uh, head, Luke? His line of, I'm calling both games, is my, one of my favorite, probably my favorite line from anybody this football season. Yes, yes. When Rich asked, what are you doing? He said, I'm calling both games. Yes. He's the best. You got that right. All right. So for my money, San Francisco, Green Bay, Baltimore, Houston. You? Yeah, it's interesting. In terms of betting, I went with the four underdogs. In terms of winning outright, I think you're right. I mean, obviously, I'll be hoping for a Vikings win, but I think the, the four favorites, I guess it's the four home teams, right? I think they all do. No, I said the, Houston over KC. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. No, yeah, I'm going with the four. I'm going with the four, uh, I'm going with the four favorites, four home teams. Uh, if there is an upset, hopefully it's Minnesota. <laughs> Um, well, we will either talk to you tomorrow, or I will talk to you either tomorrow or next week. And <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. That, that's basically how it goes with Luke. It's one or the other. Uh, Luke, have a good call tomorrow, and uh, enjoy your divisional football weekend. Looking forward to it. Yep, take care.
And thank you for listening to the Sunday Sprint.